Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. This segment brought to you by Maine West Animal Hospital. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. I'm Dave McMahon. Welcome to Dog Talk. Hello out in radio land and online around the world. Welcome to the best talk show about dogs and the people that own them. Glad you could be here with us. Yeah. We are brought to you by Pet Food Outlet, the Maine West Animal Hospital, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital, and also the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, as well as Invisible Fence of Niagara. Thank you to our sponsors of the Dog Talk Show. We will broadcast right till 7 p.m. this evening. If you like dogs, you'll enjoy the show. If you like dog training, I think you're really going to love the show. If you don't have a dog, what the hell's wrong with you? Cats are not going to do it. I mean, I love cats, but dogs are way better. <laughs> Get yourself a dog. <laughs> without delay i'd like to introduce to you my awesome guest filled with awesomeness his name is paul parkinson he's a detection dog handler for canada border services agency and we're happy to have him on the program tonight hi paul how's it going uh good dave how are things with you oh i gotta tell you man we are busy at the academy more and more people are getting dogs from what I can understand, the entire industry is booming. The groomers are super busy. All the COVID uh, dogs. Yeah. yeah. You know, and of course, we've been in business now for 36 years in Niagara Falls, running the Dave McMahon Dog Training School. So many people getting puppies and adult dogs. We're dealing with a lot of aggression in dogs. Uh, dog aggression, people aggression. So we're doing a lot of behavior uh, modification type training these days. But uh, yeah, we're doing good. We're, we're keeping busy. So I guess we should be happy about that. And how's everything going with you, Paul? Did you, did you have any time off at all this summer to take a break? Uh, you know what? I've, I've, we went up north, I think, for a week. Um, but other than that, it's been pretty busy, pretty steady here at the border. Uh, now that people are traveling a lot more, we've been getting a lot more uh, of those canine calls, which we like to see. Uh, yeah. during, the, during the COVID shutdown, it was pretty much just us doing a lot of all the commercial trucks that were still crossing because the traffic was at a standstill, as, as I'm sure you know. Paul, if we could look at some of the history, uh, to your knowledge now, this is a, you know, a history question. Do you know what year uh, Canada Border Services Agency began to use dogs for the purpose of detection? Yep, the uh, agency started using canines for drug detection, scent detection in 1978. Uh, so we're coming up on the 45-year anniversary for that. It started as a pilot project, pilot project in uh, Windsor, Ontario, and it's it's we've graduated up to about 83 teams now nationally. Very good. Congratulations with that. You guys do an awesome job, by the way. You know that already. Thank you. You um, tell me this all the time. Yeah. You know it's true. You do an awesome job. 
Now, some uh, of the questions I have tonight uh, have been compiled and been stored up from uh, clients of mine that wanted me to ask you uh, some questions. Acquiring the dogs. There's various different ways that you acquire the canines that you use. Can you talk about the different streams uh, of ways that you would acquire the dogs that uh, are working dogs for Canada Border Services Agency? Yep. Uh, so contrary to popular belief, we actually don't do that locally. Uh, our main college for officers as well as detector dog handlers is located in Rigaud, Quebec. It's approximately 45 minutes uh, west of Montreal and between Montreal and Ottawa. So the instructors and the detector dog training program at that facility and out of that, that training nucleus, they are actually in charge of, uh, of acquiring the dogs for us. Uh, last summer, just with the COVID slowdown and everything, I actually took a, a contract up at the college training the new puppies, which was a, a great experience, and seeing firsthand um, um, how they acquire them. So they do have certain breeders from all across North America. It doesn't matter from the United States, from Canada. My dog, Diva, who I'll talk about in a minute, is actually from British Columbia. Uh, they have contracts with these breeders. They have they know when puppies are going to be born, but they'll also they also have contacts of uh, people who are you know just tired of their household pet. That's too much for them. It jumps on tables. Uh, it won't walk at a heel position. It's definitely not what that family wants, but it's exactly what we want. So they have uh, contacts all over. Uh, I mean, obviously Quebec, where where the college is from, Ontario, um, from guide dogs uh, in Oakville, Ontario, to all the way up to the Quebec border and all the way to the West Coast. My last dog was actually, actually from Washington State. So they get the dogs uh, from all over, not just from breeders, but from just people who don't want their dog anymore and think it might make a good detector dog. Some dogs come by way of donation. Some dogs yep. are purchased. Some are purchased, some donation. Um, and yeah, that's how it goes. It's usually conditional contract up to 90 days. Only 10% of the dogs that go to the college to try it out will actually make it and get paired up with a handler with Canada Border Services. Uh, every handler for uh, the Corrections Canada also goes through our co college. So there's also about 100 plus handlers going in and out of there for any given time for that agency. So yeah, those dogs that don't make it will either be uh, returned to the kennel or found a home in a different manner. Yeah, maybe you could share with our listeners, Paul, what attributes you're looking for in a dog? You know, what, what makes a good detection dog? What are the things you're looking for? Uh, a high drive and intensity for play. So our dog of choice tends to be the Labrador Retriever, as many people notice when they cross the border. We don't use the pointy-eared dogs that a lot of the uh, police use because we don't do any bite work or, or tracking, stuff like that. We're solely detection-based. We want a dog that is willing to jump off an 18-story building to go get its ball. Um, and therein lies certain dangers, which is why we have to be careful at the border uh, with, our, with our dogs because they are uh, a little nuts per se. They're, they're perfect candidates for your program probably because uh, they don't have that discipline. We don't want that. We just want that drive. Uh, one of the exercises we'll use is uh, taking a dog, potential candidate to uh, an open field, throwing a ball in that open field where there's preferably some tall grass and seeing how long that dog looks for that, for that Kong, for that ball. If it's half an hour and it's still not giving up, that's a good candidate for our program. If the dog just takes a look at the field and shrugs its shoulders and says, you go get it, boss. I'm not going to go get it. Uh, it's probably not going to work day in and day out uh, for our handlers. Uh, the big trick to our dogs is getting an eight to 10 year career out of that dog. Um, you could probably train most dogs to find, you know, something, a narcotic or uh, a food for you once in a while, but it's getting that dog uh, to work for you that eight or 10 years, get the longevity. Uh, that's the trick. That's why we want those dogs with the high intensity, 
high ball drive, high reward drive, high play drive. And of course, physical and mental stamina is a big part of it as well. For the yeah, dog. absolutely. Especially with the weather we've just had, it's been a rough uh, couple weeks for uh, my pup and I. Overall, I've been very, very impressed with her. But there are certain dogs, especially the older dogs in our units, that the heat uh, and the humidity certainly takes a toll on them. Listen, Paul, we are going to take a short break to hear some messages from our sponsors. And I want to remind the listeners that uh, Paul Parkinson is with us from uh, Canada Border Services Agency. He's a detection dog handler. We'll be uh, speaking with him on tonight's show about a wide range of uh, dog topics and detection dogs. So stay with us. I want to remind the listeners that uh, we've got a contest, a couple of contests on today's show. Uh, First one right now, true or false, pit bulls have locking jaws. True or false, pit bulls have locking jaws. You need to call now, 905-688-2582. And if you get the right answer, you win two free passes to Merrittville Speedway, compliments of Merrittville Speedway. And uh, so that's pretty good. You can go out and enjoy some free races. And a shout out to uh, race car uh, driver Rob Knapp for hooking us up with some tickets to Merrittville Speedway. True or false, it's contest time. Pitbulls have locking jaws. True or false, 905-688-2582. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with more dog talk. I'm Dave McMahon. Paul Parkinson's here from Canada Border Services Agency. And we'll be right back. We'll start with some good news. We did have the 407 westbound closed at Huron, Ontario for several hours. They've reopened it. Two right lanes still blocked, but the 407, so why? That's not even causing delays anymore. More good news. The collision QEW Niagara Burlo gone, but QEW Niagara Fruitland collision in the left lane causing a backup. You'll see QE Toronto bound delays at Lions Creek and again through Mississauga. Aside from that, rest of the major highways look good tonight. Look at the volunteer. Fetch and Release is a volunteer run not for profit dog rescue. From casual opportunities to court team roles, they got something for everyone. Visit FetchAndRelease.ca. I'm Chris McKee, 610 CKTB. Time saver traffic next in 15 minutes. Now looking at your forecast on 610 CKTB, I'm Matt Hamill. Tonight, a low of 17 degrees. There is a mostly cloudy sky with a slight chance of some showers, even a risk of a thunderstorm earlier in the evening. For tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud, a chance of showers in the afternoon, slight risk of a thunderstorm. 27 degrees is the high, feeling like 32 with the humidex. So starting to see that humidity building back in as we make our way into the week. Enjoy peace of mind and protect your pet with an invisible fence break. Boundary Plus or GPS system. Call Steph and Mark at 905-646-9944. Your authorized invisible fence brand dealers in Niagara and Haldeman. Times are tough. Inflation is affecting everyone, including your pets. Pet Food Outlet wants to help with discounts on slightly damaged bags of pet food. New shipments arriving weekly. Save up to 40% off the regular retail price on popular brand names. Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Open Monday to Thursday, 9 to 7, Friday, 9 to 8, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 5. Visit Pet Food Outlet on Facebook today. Pet Food Outlet, making pets and their people happy. 
Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them. Both clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. Visit today for your annual flea and tick parasite prevention. For information, visit Maine West Animal Hospital at mainwestvet.com and Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at niagarafallsanimalhospital.com. CTV Tonight, it's time to Ninja. The most elite athletes, the most difficult obstacle courses, the most innovative challenges on TV. Unbelievable! American Ninja Warrior, all new, tonight at 8, only on CTV. This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital. I just got back from the border. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. Welcome back, everyone. Dave McMahon, the owner of Dave McMahon Dog Training. I'm here with Paul Parkinson from Canada Border Services Agency. We're talking about detection dogs, detection dog training, Canada Border Services Agency. Detection dog handler Paul Parkinson is with us on tonight's show. And of course, we're very happy about that. We're in the midst of a contest. Your chance to win two free tickets to Merrittville Speedway. Tammy is on the line. Hi, Tammy. Dave McMahon, welcome to Dog Talk. Hello. Hi, Tammy. It's Dave McMahon from Dog Talk on 610 CKTV. You're live on air and live online. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? I'm very good. I'm going to repeat the question, okay, because you're calling for uh, for uh, the tickets, right? Correct. Okay. Pit bulls have locking jaws. Is this true or that false? That is false. Very false. That's very false. That's correct. Pit bulls do not have locking jaws, contrary to popular belief. So many people believe they do have locking jaws and they don't so tammy you're going to merrittville speedway compliments to merrittville speedway and our good friend mr uh mr rob there so that's awesome. that's fantastic uh, put your hands together for tammy yay tammy yeah. <laughs> stay on the line tammy because our producer mr greg campagna he's going to okay. uh take some information we'll get the tickets to you and you can go see rob knapp race at merrittville speedway Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So uh, let's continue our conversation with Paul Parkinson from Canada Border Services Agency. Paul, do you have a preference of uh, gender when it comes to uh, dogs that you work with, uh, bitches over males, anything like that? I, I think I do just because this is my second dog and I've had two females and that's what I hope to continue with. It's just the way it is. I, I've had male dogs as personal pets though, but uh, detection wise, I just, I guess, have a soft spot for the female dogs. You like the female dogs. Yeah. 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 I tend to get a lot of female dogs myself when I have personal demonstration dogs that, uh, yeah. and companion dogs for myself and for the school. I, I really like the female dogs, uh, age requirement. How young would training begin in detection work? Uh, and also how young would you take the dog on or is that kind of the same answer? Uh, what would be the youngest, let's say, that you would take a, a dog on and it would be a working canine dog? Or maybe what's the youngest you've had? 
I, I don't know if there's a written rule for our agency, yeah. so I won't, but I can speak to my own experiences. Generally speaking, again, I was at our college last year for four months. Uh, anywhere between one to three age, one to three years of age is a, yeah. is a nice uh, ripe age. However, my own pup, uh, I got her, they got her really young. She was only eight months old when I started working her, when I went for my uh, replacement course to get her, when my uh, previous dog stopped working. And uh, it was tough at eight months old, but I really think uh, in the long run, it's really paid off because I've built her up from the foundation up. I mean, she got a little bit of pre-training before I got her, so probably at seven months, but that's that's unusual in our agency. They're generally over a year, I would say a year and a half to two, three years. That's, that's where our dogs are when they arrive at the college for these conditional uh, trial periods with potential handlers. Can we... Can we tell the audience specifically what the dogs are trained to detect? If you can go through that spectrum of, of what they're trained to detect uh, for us, I think people would really appreciate that. Yeah, so the, depending on where you're stationed in Canada, we have a variety of different detector dogs in our agency. We have currency dogs that actually smell solely for money, for bulk money. There's a threshold of 500 grams. So we're looking at uh, 10,000 or over if you're bringing money across the border. So they put the threshold at 500 grams uh, for that so that the dogs aren't hitting on a, you know, a single bill in your pocket. So yeah. threshold training on that one. We have food plant animal product, animal uh, dogs that are stationed strategically at the major airports to prevent, uh, you know, uh, fruits, vegetables and meat products, plant products from coming in from overseas. So we don't really position them at the land border with the U.S. because we share the same continental mass. And then in my case here in Niagara, uh, we have drug and firearm dogs. So these dogs are trained on hard narcotics, cocaine, crack, heroin, MDMA, methamphetamine, uh, and raw opium, as well as, and I get asked this question a lot, uh, cannabis. Cannabis is still in our portfolio. It's still illegal to bring uh, over or back into Canada. And firearms is also in my portfolio. So drugs, those drugs I just mentioned and the firearms. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of people don't realize about the cannabis, you know, they think, well, you know, cannabis is legal in in Canada and we can go buy it in stores. So I guess I can just yep. bring it over or vice versa. You know? Yeah, a lot of the times it, it's ignorance and a lot of the big uh, marijuana seizures the CBSA does get are actually outbound uh, commercially. But um, yeah, a lot of the time it's just, especially locally here in Niagara Falls, Fort Erie, it is just ignorance or people that just don't know they thought it was legal. So they're bringing it across. And uh, we deal with that uh, usually administratively. Tell us about your dog, your personal canine partner for Canada Border Services, your detection dog. Yeah, so Tiva is a, she'll be four in uh, September. I've worked here for all, over three years now, just over three years. She's a chocolate Labrador. And she is, uh, I don't know if she was the run to the litter or what. She's only about 50 pounds. So she's tiny, which is great because she fits uh, in and out of you know, the steering wheel to the seat. Uh, I can get her up on the top bunk of tractor trailers in the cab areas. I can get her on top of shipments in the back of trailers easier than most just because she is uh, a smaller dog. It also helps us for searching people because uh, some law enforcement agencies don't search people, especially a general purpose dog, because there's that potential for, for bite. Um, our dogs do search people. And when you're running around with a chocolate lab, people are a lot less inclined to run away screaming than if a, a Belgian Malinois is coming at them. So. Uh, that's why we use those breeds. Uh, Tiva has a lot of drive. Uh, my issue has never been motivation with her. It's just been focus, especially in the beginning. When I first started training her at eight months, she was literally eating every dandelion she could find on a walk. Um, 
and we've come a long way from that because she's a very, very focused, uh, very good dog. I'm very happy with the dog that they gave me. Yeah, that's great. And so does she come home with you is the question you must hear from so many yep. people. Uh, I was I was asked to ask you that. Yes. So the agency, uh, they build a, a kennel, depending on your local management will dictate the size of the kennel or what's actually involved in the kennel. I have a heated kennel on my property. It's four by 10. It's got a dog house at the end. Uh, I have a, a an SUV that's unmarked that's had everything ripped out of it. And there's just a giant uh, dog cage in the back for transport. I get asked a lot, like, is the dog going to overheat in that in that truck? And I always say, well, come over the truck and feel the hood. It's really hot because the air conditioning's running. Uh, it's been running a lot lately the last couple months. But yeah, it's a air conditioned, very, very... Uh, I have a home dog as well. And my, my work dog leads a much better life, I find, than even my home dog because she gets to go on all these adventures with me and, and search all these cool things and meet all these uh, interesting people at the border. So uh, yeah, the dog does come home with me. Uh, I'm compensated. The agency pays me a little bit of money in, in rent to uh, have the kennel on my property. And on her days off, she's just, I relieve her and I, I give her a little bit of exercise, but there's no ball play because as you know, Dave, uh, for detection work, you want the most fun to be at work, not at home or else they'll stop working for you. So they get plenty of rest, plenty of Plenty of work and rest. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So when she retires, you'll have the uh, first right of refusal, I guess. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, my, my first dog, when she retired, without a doubt, I was keeping her. We didn't have a home dog and it was a lot easier. It was an easier decision back then. Should I be lucky enough to continue with uh, Canada Border Services canine program when Tiva retires, hopefully in four to five years? Um, I just don't know where I'll be at personally. So if I if I refuse that, that adoption of that dog, uh, what would happen is we would canvas probably local employees to see if anyone would want to take the dog, uh, family members, local employees, anyone locally. And last case scenario, they would just send the dog back to the college where it would be uh, paired up with somebody there. Um, should I take a promotion in the next couple of years? Tiva is still fairly young. I don't anticipate that'll happen. I'm just giving you an example. Um, Tiva would go back to the college because she's so young, she would be paired up with another handler. Yeah. Let's talk about the rewards. And we talked earlier about the ball and how relentless the dog has to be in his pursuit for the toy and yep. be high energy and have the prey drive, the ball drive. Um, are there any dogs that are specifically being rewarded uh, with food, for example, in any of your detection work as a type of a reward? For drug detection, I don't know of many. Most yeah. of our drug detection dogs, I wouldn't think so, but yeah, they're on they're on Kongs or balls or in my case Tugs. Uh, my dog, this dog is a rough player. My last dog just liked to retrieve, uh, so Tiva likes it when I get down and to her level and let her jump on me and all, all that. Uh, she doesn't even really like the Kong to tell you the truth. She's more driven by by the Tug. Almost all of our food plant animal dogs at the airports, though, they're also labs, but they are rewarded with food just to continue that that drive to go search for more food. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it primarily the ball, the Kong, the retrieving, the tug, the interaction, the play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think a lot what goes through a lot of our heads, because we've all probably thought about, I know we've talked about it with other handlers, going to maybe a food reward to maybe perk them up a little bit, especially in the later stages of their work life. Yeah. Uh, but then if you cross that bridge, you're going to be thinking, well, what's this dog actually searching for? The French fry under the front seat which we get a yeah. lot of it's not in the live environment it's not as uh 
crisp as training at the college where there's four boxes in a row and you try to find which one has the drugs we're dealing with uh animal odor fecal odor urine uh dirty laundry food that's been shoved under the seats for the last year and a half so it is a lot more difficult in a live uh, environment to keep our dogs labs food dogs off of food and to focus more on the drugs and the firearms yeah yeah listen we're going to take a short break we're going to come back continue our conversation with paul parkinson he's a canine detection dog handler with canada border services agency i'm dave mcmahon you're listening to dog talk we'll come right back uh but right now a little little uh, contest will tease up uh, your chance to win two free passes to merrittville speedway again certain breeds of dogs are known to have their tails amputated you can think of certain breeds of dogs that are known uh, throughout time and history to have their tails amputated, uh, uh, such as Rottweilers, Dobermans. What is this process called? What is the process called of amputating the dog's tail? Uh, if you know, you need to call now, 905-688-2582, 905-688-2582. Call now and tell us what is this procedure known as when they amputate a dog's tail, All right? More dog talk in just a bit. Enjoy peace of mind and protect your pet at home with a Boundary Plus or GPS system from Invisible Fence Brand. Contact Steph and Mark today at InvisibleFence.com. Your authorized Invisible Fence Brand dealers in Niagara and Haldeman. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them. Both clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. Visit today for your annual flea and tick parasite prevention. For information, visit Maine West Animal Hospital at mainwestvet.com and Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at niagarafallsanimalhospital.com. Toys, toys, toys. On sale for the summer. Water toys, cuddly toys, chew toys, calming toys, treat dispensing toys, squeaky toys. Did someone say squeaky toys? Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Open Monday to Thursday, 9 to 7, Friday, 9 to 8, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 5. Visit Pet Food Outlet on Facebook today. Pet Food Outlet, making pets and their people happy. Does your dog love to swim, but your beaches are closed due to high bacteria levels? Niagara Canine Conditioning Center has a solution for you. Bring them to swim at the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center in St. Catharines. For the month of August, all swims on Saturdays will be 25% off. Yes, that's 25% off all swims on Saturdays for the month of August. For more information, call the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center at 289-362-5900 or email info at canineconditioningcenter.ca. We're still dealing with this collision right now on the QEW Niagara Bound of Fruitland. The left lane is blocked. You'll see a heavy backup on the approach. QEW Toronto Bound delays at Lions Creek. We have that ongoing construction through that stretch. Then more Toronto Bound delays through Mississauga. 403 Westbound up to 401. Maintenance blocks a lane. Slight delay on the 403 Eastbound at Dundas. No delays on the 405, 406, or the 420 tonight. Meet Fair Square, the real estate brokerage that puts more people on your side, more money in your pocket. It's a new way home. Yours. Visit fairsquare.ca. I'm Chris McKee, 610 CKTB. Time saver traffic. 
Now looking at your forecast on 610 CKTB, I'm Matt Hamill. Tonight, a low of 17 degrees. There is a mostly cloudy sky with a slight chance of some showers, even a risk of a thunderstorm earlier in the evening. For tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud, a chance of showers in the afternoon, slight risk of a thunderstorm. 27 degrees is the high, feeling like 32 with the humidex. So starting to see that humidity building back in as we make our way into the week. At Kelsey's, our social hour is twice a day, 3 to 5 and 8 to close. Why not enjoy a refreshing Route 78 Citrus Hard Soda for only six bucks? Rain or shine, we always pour at Kelsey's, the original roadhouse. Taxes extra must be legal drinking age. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. Welcome back to the only radio talk show in the beautiful country of Canada that is 100% dedicated to dogs and to the people that own them. Welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dave McMahon, the owner of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. And uh, we're going to be continuing our conversation with Paul Parkinson, who is a detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency in just a few minutes from now. I want to remind the listeners, Dog Talk is brought to you by Pet Food Outlet, Maine West Animal Hospital, the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, the Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital, and the number one property boundary control system in North America, Invisible Fence of Niagara. Invisible Fence of Niagara is the only property boundary control system that I recommend to my obedience class students at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy. Want to keep your dog safe on the property, contact Invisible Fence of Niagara. Mark and his wife will take good care of you at 905-646-9944. Give them a call. They'll come out and do an estimate. 905-646-9944, Invisible Fence of Niagara. We're in the midst of doing a contest. Your chance to win two free passes to Merrittville Speedway. Compliments of Merrittville Speedway and a shout out to our good friend Rob Knapp, professional race car driver. Um, certain breeds of dogs are known to have their tails amputated. I'm seeing more and more Rot Rottweilers, Dobermans with the full tail. They haven't, they haven't amputated them. Whoops, I almost gave the answer, almost slipped out of my mouth. Let's go to Kathy in the city of Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls, once known as the honeymoon capital of the world. It's a true story. Kathy, welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dave McMahon. How are you tonight? I'm well, Dave. How are you? Well, I'm all right. Getting hungry now, past my dinner time. Oh. <laughs> Kathy, thank you for calling. So uh, so you know what the term is? Do you know I believe I do. Is? It's called docking. That's correct. It's called docking. Congratulations, Kathy. You won two free tickets to Merrittville Speedway. Thank you very much. You are very welcome, but don't hang up. Stay on the line because our producer, Greg Campagna, is going to get some info from you. We'll send the tickets to you, and you'll have a nice... Nice time at the races. Compliments, Americville Speedway. Thanks for calling in. Welcome. Thank you so much. You take care, Kathy. Thank you. We've got dedicated listeners uh, all the time, and we've got uh, lots of people wanting to win the fun prizes. Thank you again to Merrittville Speedway for donating our prizes on the Dog Talk Radio Show. Always a fun time at Merrittville Speedway watching the races. And, of course, they've got uh, the ice cream parlor there now and killer food truck. Uh, oh, Great, great place. 
let's go back to our conversation with Paul Parkinson from Canada Border Services Agency. Paul's a canine detection dog handler, if you're just joining us now. Um, you've got both male and female handlers working as detection dog handlers, correct? That's correct, Dave. Is there a certain period of time that a border services um, uh, you know, agent would have to be employed before they apply to come on to the canine unit? For instance, you know, with Niagara Regional Police, you'd have to be a constable, let's say, for five years. Then you'd compete for the position. There's a, quite a criteria. Is there any similarity to that? Or do you have your yeah. own? Yeah, there's a similarity to that. I believe uh, it's five years locally. Uh, we hire dog handlers locally. Vancouver might run a competition different than Niagara Falls, Fort Erie would. So I know for the last few that have been here in Niagara Falls, I believe it's been five years. I think I've heard of three years uh, being tossed out once or twice. And I think I heard once upon a time of even only one year of service, but that was uh, uh, far, far away out west and, and a long time ago. So I think five years is the, the go-to. They generally want someone that's been involved a lot with enforcement and that has shown uh, perhaps an interest in the detector dog training program before. I know I was always trying to hang around with the dog handlers if they come to the bridge or if I call them out more often than other officers, I'd request to shadow them to see what the actual job uh, entailed and did a little bit more research uh, on my own time as well and made it very evident that I wanted to be a, a part of this team one day. It took me three tries to get into this position, three different competitions for them to pick me. But you got it. Finally, yeah. <laughs> Once again, how long have you been with Canada Border Services as a detection dog handler? As a dog handler, I have been on for 11 years. This will be 11 years in September, and I've been with the agency for 21. Yeah, long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, uh, you know, we've watched uh, uh, television and we've seen, uh, you know, border security and, uh, you know, people get to their own idea of, uh, of this, uh, what your day looks like to some degree through television. Uh, there's been numerous programs and, you know, people smuggling things and hiding things. Uh, Paul, are you able to share with us uh, some of the places that uh, people might want to uh, smuggler places that you found people trying to hide stuff, trying to hide contraband and, and sneak it across the border? Yeah, I've got I mean, I've got a million stories. I'm just trying to think yeah. of some off the top of my head here. Ones that would be um, good for radio with a real good punch to it. <laughs> Quite often, the bigger ones are uh, are in easier to to find spots. Um, they're often in commercial shipments, uh, sometimes in in smaller vehicles. But my favorite stories tend to be uh, the smaller seizures because they're so much harder to find. Uh, I'm thinking back uh, one seizure with my first dog. She hit on a on a woman's luggage, and we didn't know what she was hitting on. We dumped everything out, and she was actually hitting specifically on an M M&M and M pack. And this thing was, I mean, it was commercially sealed. It was, it was an M&M pack, like right from yeah. the store. And we, I said, you know, what the heck, let's open it up anyway. And we opened it up and it was full of M&Ms, half were M&Ms and half were little balloons. And in those balloons was, uh, was the dope. So the dog was able to uh, smell through that. Uh, another time was a, a working cell phone. The dog hit on a working cell phone and uh, we pulled the cell phone apart and they managed to, to squeeze a doobie in there. I don't know how they did it, but it, it was pretty flat. <laughs> But it, it was in there. Um, That's what they used to call a pinner when it was really. Yeah. What do I? Um, uh, another great one I'm thinking of uh, right now is she hit on a guy's shoe once. We ran by him, hit on his shoe. We got him to take his socks, his shoes off. Nothing there. And the way the intensity of which the dog sat, 
just because there's no drugs there now doesn't mean there wasn't recently drugs there. And I said, you know, there was drugs in your sock or in your shoe very recently. And the more and more I talked to him, I started noticing he was mumbling. And what had happened was when he got referred in, he had put all his dope in his mouth and under his tongue. And we were talking about like, oh. <laughs> so he's talking like that, and he ended up he ended up spitting it out in another officer's hand. He had gloves on, um, and that was a good one. But in terms of uh, bigger quantities, uh, Tiva's been involved in. Uh, last year, she was involved with a hundred kilo cocaine seizure. Uh, my first dog had uh, a twenty five gun seizure once. She had a fifty kilo, fifty eight kilo cocaine seizure. So the big ones are out there, but the the smaller ones are the funnier stories, I find. Yeah. Now, <laughs> speaking of funny stories, I don't know if you want to call it funny. You might know where I'm going with this. I know but, where I'm going. Uh, have you got many people <laughs> that are smuggling uh, stuff in their rectum? So I think you asked me this last time. And, <laughs> and for anyone back who... Back by popular demand, this question. Back by popular <laughs> demand. Anyone who's watched uh, Border Security, the show, or even knows anybody that works at the border, knows that we, we can perform uh, disrobements. Uh, more commonly known as the Strowman searches, our strip searches. Um, but we need grounds for that. Um, to search a car, I don't need any grounds. You're crossing the border, I can search your vehicle. Um, to to search uh, that specific body part that you're talking about, Dave, I would need uh, reasonable, probable grounds to do so. Uh, what we refer to in the biz as a multiplicity of indicators. So usually, even if my dog does sit in someone's waist area or in their private part area, there's quite often other indicators going on as well. And yes, we will perform a, a disrobement. One of my favorite uh, um, rectum hits, if you will, um, uh, was a couple of years ago. We had a guy, he had just gotten out of jail literally that morning and his wife had picked him up. They were going to go have a vacation in the falls and he'd already managed, managed to, to hide something up there. And we were just doing a little cursory check in the port of entry because he was an immigration referral and, my dog hit and he swore up and down. He didn't have anything on him until the strip search was coming to a conclusion when we were getting to that spot. And then he, he finally uh, coughed it up, so to speak. So it is people hide stuff in anywhere, literally anywhere. I have found stuff uh, in orifices of human beings. I have found stuff in gas tanks of vehicles. I have found stuff uh, everywhere. People will even swallow narcotics and uh, pass them later. That's how desperate some people are to get uh, drugs across the border, either for personal use or because someone is sometimes literally holding a gun uh, to their head on, on the other side of the border or on our side of the border somewhere. Now you've had, I'm sure you've had people put uh, drugs in animals rectums as well. To be, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I I've heard of that happening. I personally have not had the experience of, of finding that not yet, but I got a few years left, Dave. So who knows? <laughs> Still might happen. Great dinner conversation, by the way, when you get, how was work, honey? Well, <laughs> where do I start? You know, you could really share some stories. Oh, goodness. So uh, now with the, the dog uh, locating the odor, your dogs are trained to sit. So this is a passive indication, right? Yeah. And all of the Canada Border Services dogs are doing exclusively passive indication for a number of years now is this correct yes that's correct anytime i do a demonstration at a school or for a youth group everybody thinks they bark and scratch uh, um like they do in the movies and that's just not the case we went to a passive system in the early 90s long before i was even employed and now yeah nationally every dog will pinpoint with their nose ideally get as close to the odor as possible and not sit in source but sit at odor that's where we train them to sit. And then they will basically look at the handler and say, you know, give me my tug, give me my ball. 
uh, let's do this. So, um, yeah, I believe a lot of police forces, too, are going to pass. So there's a lot less damage to the potential evidence. And uh, in our case, we search a lot of people. So it, there's a less, lot less damage to the people and a lot less complaints that way. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back in just a couple of minutes, continue our awesome conversation with Paul Parkinson. He's a detection dog handler from Canada Border Services Agency. I'm Dave McMahon. We'll be right back with more dog talk. Does your dog love to swim, but your beaches are closed due to high bacteria levels? Niagara Canine Conditioning Center has a solution for you. Bring them to swim at the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center in St. Catharines. For the month of August, all swims on Saturdays will be 25% off. Yes, that's 25% off all swims on Saturdays for the month of August. For more information, call the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center at 289-362-5900 or email info at canineconditioningcenter.ca. Enjoy peace of mind and protect your pet with an Invisible Fence brand Boundary Plus or GPS system. Call Steph and Mark at 905-646-9944. Your authorized Invisible Fence brand dealers in Niagara and Haldeman. Times are tough. Inflation is affecting everyone, including your pets. Pet Food Outlet wants to help with discounts on slightly damaged bags of pet food. New shipments arriving weekly. Save up to 40% off the regular retail price on popular brand names. Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Open Monday to Thursday, 9 to 7, Friday, 9 to 8, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 5. Visit Pet Food Outlet on Facebook today. Pet Food Outlet, making pets and their people happy. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. Welcome back to Dog Talk. I'm here with Paul Parkinson, canine detection dog handler with Canada Border Services Agency. Also want to thank the uh, sponsors, Pet Food Outlet, Maine West Animal Hospital, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital, the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, and now Invisible Fence of Niagara. Paul, when you look back, are there any uh, funny stories uh, that you can share with us or something real hilarious or anything, any little blooper that ever happened that you just kind of laugh about that maybe a seizure, uh, you know, some kind of a bust, uh, anything that you thought was a little bit funny? Yeah, I had... uh... I had some uh, some kind of bad looking dudes uh, a few years ago, and I was I was trying to search them with my dog, and I tripped on the curb right in front of them and fell flat on my back as they all like backed up and started pointing and said, "Man, are you okay?" And I, I think the one guy helped me up, but <laughs> the dog was trying to jump on me, and I think at that point I turned around and I said, "You know what? Just frisk them and do their pockets. I don't think we need to do a dog exam on, on yeah. these people." So yeah, sometimes. Uh, that stuff happens. That's what uh, dog handling is all about is just screwing up and fixing it later. That's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was certainly a funny story and, and uh, I'm glad you shared that with us. You had a clumsy moment. Yeah. Describe your relationship with your canine partner for us, please. Uh, my last canine partner was uh, a very close relationship, a very, very strong bond uh, at home and and at work. And I find with T- canine Tiva, my new pup, 
she is all business, which I like for for detector dog. She doesn't really like being pet, probably be, probably because she can't sit still for too long. She, <laughs> I'll try to pet her, and she'll just spin around in circles. Um, all she wants to do is work to to get that tug. On our days off, she's running to my truck, and I say, "No, you're just going to pee." And she's running to the truck with her tail wagging. I want to go to work. I want to go to work. So, um, yeah, my my relationship with this dog is purely professional, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So I, I really think that makes her a, a better detector dog in that sense. Well, we both know that not all dogs are smoochy. No, they're not. They're all different personalities. So Yeah, that's right. Now, what about spaying and neutering? Is this something that's mandatory? Do you have them all spayed and neutered when they're working dogs with Canada Border Services Agency? Or is it kind of depend? Yeah, I think it does depend, but I can tell you just from experience, I think about 99% are spayed and neutered. I think there are some cases in our agency where they're not, but I might be getting confused with other agencies. I've been training a lot with other agencies lately, but uh, most of the CBSA dogs that I train with would be anywhere from here to Windsor, Sarnia. They're all spayed or neutered. Are you required to feed the dogs a specific diet, a particular brand of commercial kibble? Do they eat raw? Tell us about what the dogs eat. Uh, someone's dog might eat raw. My dog personally eats dry. You're going to come. What I recommend to any handler, you come back, make a consult with your vet. Uh, you can go to any vet you choose as long as they're reputable and uh, come up with a plan. Like what food should I be on? They're going to be on a food at the college. I can't recall which one right now. It's going to be different for each dog to be yeah. wet or dry. But uh, yeah, when I get ba- got back with both my dogs, I immediately made, made that uh, appointment with my vet told him what I'm doing with this dog. It's a work dog. And what, and this is the kind of dog and what do you recommend? Uh, so, and I'm still on Royal Cannon, which I think we talked about last time. So this dog's also on Royal Cannon. Royal Cannon. Yeah. Yep. Which is a good brand. A lot of working dogs on Royal Cannon. Yep. So you have a bit of wiggle room. It's not like you're told you have to feed this. No, not at all. Everything. And uh, I mean, we're an interesting agency because we're not, we're not like a small police force. We're from Vancouver to St. John's where so, how we operate our dog program in Vancouver, again, is going to be different from Winnipeg. It's going to be different from Niagara Falls. But uh, in terms of a detector dog, I mean, that's going to be specific between you and your vet. So as to what food uh, you're going to give that dog. You might have a sensitive stomach. You might have allergies. You might have uh, too much energy, too little energy. So the vet will tell you what food to put it on. Paul, one of the slogans we have at my dog academy, at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy, is teach it, practice it, distraction-proof it. And with these family dogs and family pets and families coming to train their dogs in general obedience to be a good family companion, I encourage all my students to practice in a variety of different environments, practice on different terrain, and to ultimately distraction-proof the dog, take him to Clifton Hill, take him to busy places. And I know that that's a real big part of your training as well, acclimatizing the dogs to all kinds of different surfaces, and uh, there's a lot of distraction proofing that goes on with training your detection dogs. Yes. I mean, even like socialization in general, right? Like getting that dog used to loud noises, uh, air brakes at the border uh, from the transport trucks, uh, other animals being present, uh, cattle haulers hauling in trailers full of cattle or pigs. Uh, some dogs are afraid of that. When uh, we're at the college in Rigaud, it's a short drive to Montreal. We actually take all those dogs to the subway stations downtown Montreal get them exposed to all those people um, um, so that there aren't issues later. Uh, It it can even be something as simple as we had a dog come to the college that would not do stairs at all. And it's something as simple as me literally getting on all fours, slithering down the stairs and getting this dog 
uh, monkey see, monkey do. You know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. no socialization's huge, and distractions in our line of work are everywhere. So we do have to distraction proof them by keeping up with our progressive training uh, and exposing them to all sorts of. Keep working on what you're weak at, which most dogs are weak at. You know, distractions in terms of odors. So. In closing today, is there anything specific you think it's important that the general public understand about a detection dog with Canada Border Services? Anything you want to leave people with now? Uh, just, I mean, these animals, we have millions, if not billions of dollars in the 45 years we've been uh, a program, a canine program uh, of narcotics seized because of their noses. They are cuddly looking creatures and you might want to pet them at the border, but please don't. Um, all they want at the end of the day is their Kong, but they're performing such a such a great function for the Canadian, uh, for Canada as a whole. And uh, I don't think they get enough credit as they deserve because all they get at the end of the day is a bowl of food and a few pets from their handler. But uh, they should get a lot more than that. They should be making more than I do, in my opinion. Right on. Paul, always a pleasure to have you on Dog Talk with me. You too, Dave. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Have yourself a doggone awesome night, Paul. Take care. See you next time. Will do, my friend. Take care. Ciao. Paul Parkinson, Canada Border Services Agency. Paul's a detection dog handler and uh, always a pleasure having him on the program. Once again, Dog Talk brought to you by Pet Food Outlet, Main West Animal Hospital, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital, Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, and Invisible Fence of Niagara. I'm Dave McMahon, the owner of Dave McMahon Dog Academy in Niagara Falls. Have yourselves a doggone great night. Good night. Thank you.